0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Porcelain Peak, the strange and scary podcast that covers everything from horror to sci-fi and all the spooky stuff in between. I am one of your hosts, Anthony Perez, and I'm joined by...
1: John Brasher, what up? And we are also joined by a guest.
2: That's right. Um, (laughs) I'm Amanda. Um, I am, how you would say, a horror sci-fi novice. Um, But But she did
0: watch Banner Snatch with me.
2: Yes, so I'm here to provide whatever input I can and I guess somewhat biased but somewhat unbiased in a different way than what I would say you two experts are.
0: Well, in and I advice. definitely
1: think having the uh flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I think having having like the because you two watched it together, having like the like the reasoning behind the decisions you made as you went through the process. Uh, definitely. That's air
0: quotes around reasoning for us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Frosty's every time.
0: Yes, Frosty's every time. Sorry,
1: we're already into the spoilers. But if you have not watched Black Mirror's Bandersnatch, uh, turn away now. Uh, we're not going to talk about it just yet because we do have a couple of things on the docket beforehand. But uh, I would avoid this episode until you've seen it. Because there are a lot of different endings, but you're going to get information about those endings at this point in time.
0: Or if you like living life on the edge, just listen to the episode anyway.
1: (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do it. I I promise you it's it's best viewed first. Uh, But definitely come back after you've seen it. So first we'll jump into some news. There is a Keanu Reeves sci-fi movie that kind of snuck under the radar. uh, Replicas. So the trailer looks pretty interesting. Uh, I... Still not used to seeing Keanu Reeves do anything in this era that's not John Wick, <laughs> but but it looks interesting. Three's
0: coming out soon, man. Three's coming out. Soon. Yeah,
1: I'm ready for more John Wick. Can can we just forego replicas and get more John Wick? <laughs> uh, the movie does look interesting. The trailer was was uh, was what it is. You know, it doesn't look like it gave too much of the plot away, which you know for me that's the number one sin. But I definitely I definitely want to see the movie. So. Once it comes out, I think it's a couple of weeks. Uh, I definitely want to check it out. Uh, It is being released in January, which is a little concerning. But I'm interested to see it, especially considering the other piece of news is that Escape Room is out. Uh, So I actually watched Escape Room with uh, with the Entertainment Vortex, and I did a review for that. Uh, That should be up by the time that this recording goes live. The movie was interesting kind of had like a pg-13 saw kind of vibe to it with the way that like the rooms and everything were all set up uh the concept of the rooms was very interesting and they did a great job of making that happen on screen and making it look like people were legitimately in peril uh some of the acting was good um you'll get you can get more information some of the acting acting was good some of it was a little (laughs) cheesy but apparently they they're not opposed to doing a sequel. So if it's something you want to check out, I would vote with your dollars and go see it. Um, if you're into escape rooms or if you like you know, horror at all, there's definitely things to be had there. It wasn't a perfect movie, but it was enjoyable enough to go watch, especially in January when it's definitely the slow season.
0: Yeah, that's partly why I want to go see it too. And I saw the trailer for... The, it was either this one or a very similar escape room movie. Almost like a year ago, I want to mm-hmm. say. And there were two. And I thought that was funny because studios tend to do that where yeah. someone's releasing one. So they're going to release something to compete. And being people that love doing escape rooms, <laughs> I was all for it. Because that was what triggered me to search for it was, hey, how come nobody's made an escape room horror movie? And yeah, And apparently they did. So I want to check it out. And I'll have to check out your review. That's the Entertainment Vortex, right? Yep. Cool. All right. Any other news? Uh,
1: not that I have off the top of my head.
0: Okay, cool. Well, then let's jump into
1: trivia. trivia.
0: <laughs> Again, we're gonna do whole cards. We shuffled them a bit since last week was odd.
1: Um, just to just to start off, the first question of mine is about Night of the Living Dead. What about yours?
0: Mine is about Nosferatu. I think we're good. All right. I think right, we're good. Woo-hoo.
1: Our last episode, all of the questions were the same
0: really? category to category, the same movie every time. Isn't that weird? Why do that? Why wouldn't yeah, they? that's super strange. It's weird that they would even make a card like that. Listen, Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> <laughs> Quit digging around. All right. Go ahead and read off the first category for us, dear.
2: All right. So it looks like some purple bats, and so that would be Monster.
0: Okay, John. In 1922. Nosferatu. What is the name of the sinister vampire of the film? Is it Nosferatu? That is incredible. <laughs> I figured it wasn't. I had been a long time. I think since Nosferatu I've seen it. is German for the vampire, right?
2: Um, I've heard that it's German for a whale's vagina. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool. That'll be fun to edit out.
2: <laughs> You're welcome. Leave it in. Leave it's, it in.
0: <laughs> it's Count Orlok. Ah, that's right. That's right. Yeah.
2: Where does Nosferatu come from? Uh, I, it's, it's the, I just told it's, you it's, it's German <laughs> for, the for the vampire. vampire. Oh, I um, thought you were making yeah, that up. Uh,
1: fun fact about about that, and I should have had this off the top of my head. Um, there is a character from the television show uh, Metalocalypse that's named after that. His his name is Vata Orlock. Oh, really? Yeah same no. spelling I don't I remember that I just feel
2: like that name is really on the nose like you go into that movie like oh like I wonder what what the twist will be nope it's right there in the title
1: yeah, I mean it is a silent film and they it, it's very it's early on when you see oh, yeah. see the count that's,
0: complaining. That's, that's like complaining about
1: Dracula being called Dracula oh
0: absolutely I have a problem with that <laughs>
1: First on the monster for you, John. So the first one of mine is Night of the Living Dead 1968 was filmed in what type of monochrome form?
0: Oh, we had this one. I think because you were like, uh... It was like it basically just
1: described it. Yes,
0: that's going to be black and white? Yes, I believe
1: it is black and white. But that means we didn't do the rest of the card, which is... Yeah,
0: but you know, I mean, I would have got that anyway.
1: I mean, you. I mean, you are up one zero. Like I said, the first lead in the first lead in person peak history for Anthony. I think I won one week. <clears throat> Maybe one.
0: Go back through the archives. Next category, <laughs> Amanda.
2: All right, it's a blue idol, which is gore slash disturbing. All right,
0: John. What actress was in both Planet Terror and Death Proof of the Grindhouse from two thousand seven? Is it Rose McGowan? It is Rose McGowan. Yeah, good. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like,
1: yeah, I was like, I don't good. think it was Rosario Dawson because I don't think that she was in Planet Terror.
0: Yeah, she was the one-legged gunner. Yeah, in Planet Terror, mm-hmm. and one of the car drivers. Yeah, or whatever. Um, from death proof. Yeah, I don't
1: know if we've talked about this, but I actually saw Grindhouse in theaters with all the trailers and everything when it was released. Oh, nice! It was like a one a.m. showing when they used to do those at Galaxy. Isn't Bef-
0: that why they made Machete? Uh, yes, because it was. Of the yes, it was
1: one of the trailer, one of like the fake trailers. There was all. I, I also thought that was where uh, Thanks Killing came from. Oh, that's right. But there is a there is a Turkey based horror film trailer. <laughs> Turkey based? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Had to happen. I mean, if you weren't gonna say something, I was oh, definitely
1: shoot. gonna say something. All right, <laughs> try right. go ahead and read. All right, in the Hellraiser series, um, the Cenobites are what kind of creatures?
0: Extra-dimensional demons.
1: You could have done without the demons, but it is extra-dimensional. Oh. Yes,
0: yes, I, you th- are. I think we did that one too. I don't think so. No. Okay. No. All right. I don't think I'll so. Take it. I've seen Hellraiser. I've seen, I think, three of them. I stopped.
1: Diminishing returns. We've talked about this.
0: Yep. All right. Next category, dear.
2: All right. It's a pinkish brain. Psychological.
0: What surgical instrument does the resurrected Gage Creed steal from his father to commit his murder in Pet Cemetery? Is it a scalpel?
2: It is a scalpel. Yeah. Yeah,
0: he's killing him tonight.
2: He sure is. I don't like it. I mean, we got to take him down. <laughs>
0: feel like i'm being
1: ganged up on here uh in rosemary's baby 1968 rosemary deduces that roman castavet is really stephen marcato when told his name is what type of wordplay
0: an anagram
1: it is definitely an anagram and i feel like that's a real softball
0: (laughs) i guess so yeah (laughs) what tom riddle is lord voldemort Dog, are you three for three right now? Um, yes. But so well, bra- I mean,
2: who's counting? Not to brag, but <laughs> All
0: right, what's the next one?
2: Okay, uh, it's a pentagram. Paranormal.
0: Okay. For what 1976 film did composer Jerry Goldsmith win an Oscar?
1: What was the year again? 1976. 1976. Ah, uh... two words. Wah. Two words? Uh, oh. One of them is the. <laughs> is it the blob?
0: Oh, it is not. That is the omen. Ah, okay, okay, okay.
1: Tied, tired, <laughs> All right. Um, I'm pretty sure we've done this one. That's fine. Uh, in the sixth sense, uh, what actor uttered the famous line, I see dead people? Haley Joel Osment. You're wrong. It's mint with a T at the end.
0: No, you definitely got that one. Because his breath smells so fresh. Okay. <laughs> cool. Next one. Category.
2: All right. Uh it is a yellow hockey mask, killer.
0: Okay. Oh, this is cool. I wish I would have got this one. What is the name of the In Universe film series based on the events of the Scream series from ninety six to twenty eleven?
1: Are you talking about, like, the, the in-universe, the actual movies? Stab.
0: Yes. I mean, I should check. Yes. I don't think you need to
1: check. I'm pretty sure you and I would have that. Yeah, no, I already do. Already ready to go. <laughs> uh, the Phantom of the Opera was based on the French novel Le Phantom de l'Opera by
0: what author? The mighty had to fall sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know French authors that well. Jean Perro. It is definitely <laughs> not Jean
1: Perrault, but uh, it is a rhyme. Uh, do you happen to know what it is?
2: No, I have no. I don't have a way of narrowing it down. <laughs> All
1: right, so it is uh, Gaston Leroux.
0: Oh
2: yeah, Gaston. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> oh Leroux. Okay. Yeah, of course. <laughs> What's the next one? (laughs) Last one for the trivia, fellas. We're kind of in the right vein here. Um, The next category is international.
0: In audition from 1999, Asami states that a hip injury ended her career as a what? Dancer? Could you be more specific?
1: A ballet dancer.
0: That is correct! Nailed it. For me, that's the hardest category, so I applaud you.
1: Yep, so we've got this one here. Uh, what is the name of the vengeful entity that emerges from a well in Ringu?
0: Uh, is it Samara still? <laughs> it is not Samara oh, okay. still. It's not Samara still. <laughs> uh, Samaru. <laughs> you just said the same thing with an accent.
1: Uh, it's uh, Sadako.
0: Oh, dude, I should have known that because they came out with the Sadako versus something on Shutter. Ah. It's the ring versus the grudge. Yeah. Darn it. All right, that's going to wrap it up for the trivia section. So who's to say who won? I don't know. Nobody does. And I'm not going go to go back and listen to it. So. Four to four is a tie. <laughs> but that brings us to the main topic for today, which is going to be... Black
1: Mirror's Bandersnatch.
0: The Black Mirror Bandersnatch. We want to talk about this one because we did Twilight Zone and... Like, this is a direct descendant of that, and also, too, because we both just really like Black Mirror, and it was a cool idea. So, if you aren't familiar with it, then don't listen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, like I said, watch this ahead of time. You are going to need a specific range of devices to do so. Yeah, that was a little
0: disappointing. I didn't understand why you couldn't do it on Apple TV, because that has the buttons.
1: Yeah, so um, part of the reasoning is because it is a slide touchpad on the top. It's specifically set up for things that have a left and a right button for selecting mm. or on directly on a mobile device or on your computer. Okay. So uh, mobile devices, computers, uh, built-in uh, Netflix apps for televisions, for yeah. newer televisions. And then I believe uh, the only streaming one that gets it at this point is uh, Roku. Roku gets it.
0: And now I wonder if you could Chromecast it. <clears throat> Well, through your phone and still have it work.
1: I don't know because I think if you Chromecast, you don't get anything on the screen. Mm-hmm. It, it might come up with buttons. I haven't tried that. Yeah. Like, I, like I said, I I used the on-app uh, for my television. That's
0: what we did, too. And I never planned on logging into Netflix on that because we have the Apple TV. Yeah, exactly. Now. Yeah, and for that I'm one
1: done. reason, i definitely do it.
0: Yes, so they do that because it's a choose-your-own-adventure-type movie. Yes. So the movie progresses and then every so often something will pop up onto the screen and you have to make a decision. There's two options. You go for the left one or you go for the right one.
1: And there is limited time to select those things, so it does kind of keep you on your toes as far as the choosing is concerned. Uh, and then what I found really interesting right off the bat was that once you made it to an ending, it wouldn't necessarily automatically give you credits and reset. It would, like if you were like really early on, Or you fell for like a pitfall, like essentially like something that they set up for you to fall for, they would automatically be like, Okay, we're going back to this spot and then either select the other option, or it would sometimes even go further back and have you select from a different selection of options as well. So I thought that that was a really interesting way to go about doing that and keep the line moving so that way you made it to like a legitimate movie runtime.
0: Yeah. And we, I think we got to an ending pretty early on.
1: Yeah, same. yeah we did. We probably we probably went the same route, uh, I would guess. That one, like I said, I, it was interesting that there was an ending so quickly.
0: <laughs> yeah, so do you want to talk about our choices or talk more about just the movie itself? Like, what, how do you want to start?
1: So... Um, I feel like we can kind of break it down into sections because I feel like the resets are probably going to be in similar places. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily the same, but they're going to be in similar territory. We can see where the story diverges from each other if we went in different directions. All
3: right. So
1: the story starts off uh, as basic as any story can. It's a, it's a young man wakes up. And comes downstairs before a big meeting with a video game company because he's been creating a choose-your-own-adventure-style video game based on a book called Bandersnatch. That's where it comes from. And this book is a choose-your-own-adventure-style book.
0: And I think it's good to mention, too, that it takes place in the 80s.
1: It definitely takes place in the 80s. Yeah. Like I said, you'll tell by the music, which in some places you'll actually get to choose the music, which I thought was a nice touch. And so, right off the bat, after you get downstairs, you meet up with your father, and the first thing you decide is which cereal would you like to eat in the morning. <laughs> I chose Frosties.
0: I also chose Frosties.
1: Frosties forever.
0: Now, I was curious: did Frosted Flakes used to be called Frosties? Or did I they think do it's. That for I think copyright?
1: it's a, I think it's a UK thing. Okay, because it says Kellogg's and yeah. it has the ti- and it has Tony the Tiger on it, so I'm pretty sure they're just called Frosties in the UK. Red. Um, so from there, uh, he takes off and he goes onto a bus and then from there you get to make your first music selection. I would, I watched this with my wife and, uh, she chose, uh, now too, which is, it's, uh, interesting considering, uh, we're on like now like 5 million at this point. (laughs) Um, I didn't know it went back that far. Yeah. I didn't know it went back to the 80s. I we saw the first now. Same, but it goes back into the 80s apparently. Uh, but, so we selected now two. Which uh, music did you select for that first section? We,
0: we went Thompson Twins. Ah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we made the better choice. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I was kind of so, curious if the Thompson Twins were just going to be
1: on now too. <laughs> and uh, so it definitely was not the Thompson Twins, but the song wasn't bad. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, it's in the '80s, so it's not like you you have this like like ridiculous over the top like gross poppy thing you could have gotten. Like even pop for the '80s was you know reputable. Yeah. Totally. And it was, like I said, it was a good song. I don't remember exactly what it was. I wish I would have written it down. But um, from there, I uh, made it in. Um, we get to meet um, what's his name, Colin. Uh, what's his last name? The uh, the, uh, the the like the big name developer that um, that he basically is idolizing at this point. Colin Firth. It's definitely not Colin. Firth.
0: It's not Colin. Firth. <laughs> Colin Farrell. Colin. Your mom. <laughs> <laughs> it is Colin Ritman.
1: Okay. Colin Rittman.
0: Which is cool to see an American actor.
1: Yes. And he, he did a pretty good job with his accent too. Yeah. Like, I think that, was, that particular actor, that was one of his best performances to date, I would say. Yeah. Uh, especially if you took certain routes, he did some really crazy things. Yeah. So from there, you are offered a studio backing for your game. And you have the option to choose to accept or refuse taking that that uh, that studio style uh, game by committee design style. From there, that was where I found my first reset. So I selected it, accept. So did we. And so from there, um, basically. Because of being put into a box and having it made by a large group of people, your vision doesn't come through properly. And then it shows the first big, like, true cro- construct of the narrative style in going to like a like an advertisement for games. Like, it's like a like a rating review show about yeah. games. I don't know if it's specific to the holidays or if it's a it's just an electronics company that does this, um, but. Uh, you get a poor review for your game, and then it lets you go all the way back.
0: But see, that was what I thought was weird. That was the first time I was curious about what was happening because he decides to reset. Yes. The, the, the main character, what was his name? Stefan. Yes. He decides. He says, hey, I'm going to go back. I'm going to do it over. Yeah. And I thought that was strange because... I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't know mm-hmm. if he had some kind of ability that we didn't know about. I kind of thought maybe that's what his dad was keeping locked up in his mm-hmm. office. And I was like, oh, okay. So and he resets it. So I wrote down like an auto reset. Cause we, yeah, it didn't really, yeah. It was really like a full restart. But what was,
1: what I found truly interesting after the first reset is that it's the first instance that you see somebody also respond to the reset. So when you get back to the studio, you see Colin respond to the reset. He sees what's going on. Um, and in that moment, Stefan, he uh, chooses to use information that he got from the first time around in order to make himself seem a little more credible when he gets there the second time. Yeah. And that was I found to be interesting. They...
0: So it's like he's aware of the time loop and later on is very confused about what's happening. I don't know. That part was weird for me. Well, I think
2: that kind of points to a really important theme in this particular movie, which is the idea of control. Mm -hmm. And it's who's in control, really. And I think that there's this tension. There's this um, tug and pull, uh, push and pull throughout the movie where it goes back and forth. Like, really, who is control? Is Stefan in control? Are we in control? Um, and so I think that those auto resets, it kind of forces that perspective. It, it, it powers forward the theme of control.
1: And I think in, in a way, like I said, I definitely agree with that. And I also think that at least for the first couple times around, they kind of have to hold your hand a little bit so that way you understand the concept because not everybody's just going to take to it immediately, and not everybody's going to make the right decisions the first time around I, the thing that I'm most curious about is if you refuse right off the bat, does it go story as, as, as it should yeah or do you get something
0: different? Well I think that's what happens with a lot of stuff is that you make decisions. But then it ends up looping back on itself, and you have to select the other thing. And so in a way, you're not really making any decision. It just is how much fluff you want in the rest of the film.
1: There are a few of them, though, where you get more branches. You get additional choices. If you fail and go back again, you get more options. And I liked that a lot. Uh, one of the most interesting endings comes from that type of a thing, and we'll get into that as we get closer to a natural end point rather than rather than the one. fake the fake yeah. end point at the beginning. So you go back in, you
0: offer the deal again. You are
1: offered the deal again, and you refuse. Uh, you, I mean, and essentially you politely decline. Yeah. You say, "I I would love to release this game for your studio, but it is my brainchild. I want to be the one who's in control."
0: And that's the first instance. Where, and you don't really realize it at the time, but later on as stuff develops, you understand what's going on with Stefan, where he's like, no, oh wait, no, I didn't mean to say no, I meant yes, yeah, but I want to do it on my terms. And later on, it comes up where he doesn't feel in control, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the first example of that Mm -hmm. where we he's realizing that he's being controlled. Mm. So I thought that was cool, and especially like in retrospect. Um. Yeah. And then after that, he dates the deal, but he wants to develop the game on his own. Yeah. At home, and then we jump to his psychiatrist, mm-hmm. and she. They start talking about this event that happened when he was a child, and she asks him if he wants to talk about his mother. Yeah. And we decided to yes talk about his mother because o- I wanted more stories.
1: We we also said yes.
0: Yeah. So what happens is his mom. Is leaving Um to visit family, I believe. Yeah.
1: Uh, yes, and and they have a specific train time they're trying to catch. Yeah. Uh but the night previous there's a a I believe it's a rabbit yeah. a stuffed rabbit doll that he is really fond of and Uh, The father takes it from him because he thinks that he's too old to play with those types of toys and especially to have that kind of an unnatural attachment to it. So he takes it and he locks it away. And there's more information that you get about that specific instance later down the line if you take the right paths. But um, in that instance, he's looking for it and they end up she ends up going later than she's supposed to because he refuses to leave the house.
0: Yes, and then that's when you get the next option. Does he want to go with her or does he want to stay? Mm. And we picked to not go.
1: Uh, so now I believe in this one instance at this point in time, the only option is no. Okay. You do not yeah, have the option a, to choose. There was a
0: couple where I thought that was weird. Like, why?
1: But there's, But like I said, specifically with that one, it circles back. I don't know about the other ones. Yeah. But for that one, for sure, the option to say no, it circles back.
0: Okay.
2: Right. So,
0: yeah. No, not coming. Oh, yeah. No, I wrote only option. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, because you can't change the past. Yes. Right. Yeah. You, you have no control over that. What we do have control of is our present and, you know, the ripple effects that end up happening in your future. And that's so I think that that's something that he struggles with. Like, his whole obsession with this Bandersnatch novel, where you choose, you have a choice. And I think that Part of that is because something happened in his childhood, in his past, and they bring up, you know, he was only five years old and, um, he has no choice. He cannot change that. That's not something that he can auto reset. It's, it's something that he has to live with. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. That's a good point. All right. So then on a less serious note, he goes to the record store Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he has to decide between two records and we picked Bermuda Triangle.
1: I also picked Bermuda, Bermuda yeah. Triangle. And so from there, um, the, uh, these records were on recommendation from Colin. And so uh, he gets back to his house, and he's really struggling with the development process. It kind of jumps forward passes. in time yeah. a little bit. And he's really struggling with that process. And then from there, you have the option to... I believe it's either throw coffee over your computer, or to shout at your dad. Those are your two options because you're getting an argument, and um, uh, we chose to shout at dad because I was. A... I
0: don't know if that's the coffee one because know later on coffee. There's there
1: are a bunch of them where oh, okay. coffee over the screen is the option. What I think did you it's choose?
2: Actually tea, John. They are British. I think I said coffee. <laughs> okay, I apologize. <laughs>
0: So we chose shout at dad.
1: You know, we also chose shout <laughs> shout at dad. Like I said I was worried because of that sp- the specific options for that choice. I was concerned that it would damage the computer and that that would lead down a really bad path. Yeah. You Shout at dad and so I want to say like,
0: slam fist on desk maybe. There there are a couple of them that, that are that are I didn't write uh, down both options I just wrote down one. Yeah, list. for sure. Um So yeah, we shouted at Pops. And
1: I want to say he, he swears at him. He's
0: like, fuck off, dad!
1: Yeah, and then from there he apologizes and then good, huh? and then um, the dad uh, convinces him to go out to lunch with him, but he's not really going to lunch. He tricks him and takes him to the therapist. And at this point, um, I believe um, there's an option where you can choose to continue to take your medication or not. Is that, is that further what... back? Or is that a...
0: No, it's... This one is to either go into Okay, the it's further in, it's further in. Or to go follow Colin. He sees yes. Colin randomly. Yeah, yeah and
1: around. we chose follow Colin.
0: As did we, yes. Yeah.
1: I, I think some of our... There, uh, there might be a couple where we diverge a little bit, but I think some of the base ones, I think, will be similar.
0: Yeah, so then they head over to Colin's apartment, and Colin's girlfriend mm-hmm. and kid are there. And Colin understands what Stefan's going through because he's stuck... And Colin, being a developer himself, has been in that position. So they decide to smoke some weed and do some LSD. Yeah. And so then you have another option to either not do the drugs or to do the drugs. And I said yes to drugs. Yes, yes. I definitely also (laughs) said
1: do the drugs. I wanted to see where the rabbit hole went.
0: Oh, yeah. Definitely. And I was not disappointed because it got really weird and there was – Some weird psychedelic stuff, like when he was rubbing that painting, and then like like their
1: eyes were like bulging and like melting, and some crazy like the visual style. Like I said, is definitely something that's a highlight for this. They did an excellent job, and it it looks amazing in four K.
0: Oh, dude, I was like, yeah, exactly. Um, Sometimes I get stuck like looking instead of watching. If mm. that makes sense.
1: So. This is one of the more controversial sections of the entire story. Absolutely. So they walk out onto Colin's balcony, and basically Colin is saying that that choice is a construct, and that basically, no matter what, things are going to happen, and everything is pretty, like, predetermined. Yeah. And it so... It goes
0: on a spiel about Pac-Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like,
2: program and control. Program and control is what I it think. stands
0: for, yeah. Yes.
1: And then, like... Like Which comes up throughout the whole oh, movie. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, there's definitely more about program control as you get further in. Yeah. yeah. And then he explains that like he's all Pac Man's constantly trapped because even if you go left or right off the stage, you pop up on the other side and you're back in again. And then from there he says, One of us is going to jump off the back balcony and kill themselves. Who is it gonna be? Yeah. So we chose Stefan to go first.
0: Oh, oh. we chose Colin. Yeah. Um, so, so what happened for you?
1: So, so he psychs himself up and he jumps off and it, re- and it resets. And oh, then, wow. it, um, from there, I believe, I believe it comes straight back to that point. It, it, it brushes through, like it takes you back all the way through the beginning, but it doesn't give you the decisions. It just brushes through and it shows you all the decisions you've made and everything. Yeah. And then goes right back to that same point. Like
0: a, Fast forward type thing. Essentially,
1: yeah. And then from there, it, it pushes you to the other decision, which is to allow Colin to
0: jump. Oh, okay. That's kind of what we thought. I was originally thinking that if you picked oh, Stefan.
1: There, there is an ending, though. There's an end point there. Oh, really? So when he jumps, there's an end point, And they say he gets... They go be back to the review. And basically, they say there are great things about this game, but it's unfinished. And somebody else tried to finish it. Huh. And that, end, that it was... Not a great game because it wasn't the original person's yeah. vision.
0: And was this one of the points where it was on like the smaller old TV screen? And yes. It said, like go to credits, so that could have been your ending. Um, ours had a little like run credits in the corner. Oh yeah, on so like key. I said,
1: the, there's, uh, I think it it did that. Yeah. Yes, but I think the the only time I made it to the credits was when I made it to a logical endpoint where I couldn't come back.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I was thinking that originally, if you picked Stefan, he was going to psych himself out and then not do it, and then Colin was going to take his place, like in that moment. No, he
1: jumps, and so, and it, I believe part of the jump is POV, oh, and it was oh. it was like,
0: like God. it was a little little heart pounding. Something that um, you had pointed out, yeah, when we were watching it, was this part right here.
2: Yeah. So the name of Colin's game when he walks, when Stefan is first walking into, it's like Tucker something yeah it's tucker oh,
1: Tucker software
2: t- yeah so when he first walks in the game that colin is working on is called nosedive mm-hmm. and the character in the game is falling down between these apartment buildings
0: and that's exactly what they and do. that's
2: exactly what happens with colin mm-hmm. and so
0: that's interesting
2: yeah well i mean the movie kind of plants like all of these little seeds i felt like
1: and they're and there are easter eggs and stuff in there too because yeah not only Nosed- is that a reference to so Nosedive itself, yeah. and Nosedive is also an episode of Black Mirror proper. Yeah. Right. Uh, along with the, all of the other games he was making were also episodes Metalhead. of, yeah, or also Black Mirror proper.
2: Right. Well, but I mean, little things like that though, like the Nosedive and then this idea of Bandersnatch, like part of me was wondering like, is this movie trying to influence my choices right now? <laughs> like, you know, like who's really in control? Like, is I yeah. in control? Well,
0: and that comes up a lot because you're you think you are, but you're not the whole time. It's like, oh, I'm, it's cool, I'm making decisions, but you're not making any decisions. Mm-hmm. Right. It's making them, right? And you just have options, but it's guiding you. Yeah. And the movie constantly references itself, and then references it's self-referencing it's it's yeah it's dude i was like whoever wrote this i don't know how you did it and there was things where i was like i wonder if that was intentional or if that's just like happenstance you
1: know everything in this movie is intentional
0: it's it's wild like i said
1: everything has a consequence everything has a choice tree and a pattern and it like the concept of this is just mind-boggling i mean yeah
0: so then after colin nosedives it jumps back again to where he either can follow Colin or going to see his doctor. Mm-hmm. So you go to see the doctor and then he's starting to tell her, Hey, I don't feel like I'm in control. I feel like someone else is governing my decisions. Mm-hmm. And that for me tripped me out. It made me feel so uncomfortable mm-hmm. because yeah. he was referencing you as yeah. the viewer. And I was like, wait, what? Which is crazy. Cause I did not think it was going to go that way. I thought it was going to be its own thing and they just break that fourth wall for the rest of the movie now. Yeah, it tripped me out, and I think we stopped it at that point for a while because I was like, I got, I need a break. Yeah. yeah, it was
1: it like I there were several sections of this of this movie where like like my heart was like legitimately pounding, and like I was like, this is intense. Yeah, and like I we able to we were able to get it through in one sitting, but it was just like there there were some moments where I was like, this is incredible. Like the level of storytelling that they're able to come up with with this concept is incredible um from there you have the option to choose to do one of two physical like ticks you can either pull on your earlobe or bite your fingernails um we chose pull earlobe
0: mm-hmm. same
1: okay um so from there he, he, when you yeah he he chooses to not do it He lo- that? yeah that struggle that liar
0: liar struggle exactly
1: <laughs> um from there she offers to um, increase his dosage, dosage of his medications. And then from there, you have the option back at, at your house to take them or to flush them. Um, So we chose to flush them.
2: Yeah. Sorry, did we? we did
0: too. Man. Yeah. See, who's in control?
1: I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's crazy how similar people. our choices are.
0: <laughs> I know, right?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, once...
0: I mean, I guess there's only 50-50 chance, but...
2: It's true.
0: But,
1: I mean, once you get, like, there, I think... There's a section that comes up here where where we may get a little further off track.
0: Yeah. So from there, he continues to work on the game, gets more and more frustrated. He starts trying to add more paths to match the book, and he is becoming less and less successful with that. So then another option comes up to either damage the computer or hit the desk. We hit the desk. We hit the desk as well, yeah. I was not trying to mess up that computer. I yeah. wanted him to succeed. You and know? I, do, does he choose to not hit the desk?
2: No, he hits it. He hits the dust.
0: Yeah, and then from there, I think almost immediately, or very quickly after, there's another option, and you can either
1: pick up a photo, a family, or or pick up a book. Pick up the the uh, book about the guy who who wrote Bandersnatch. We first chose to pick up the book.
0: We first chose the photo. Okay,
1: so this is going to be our first big diverging path from picking up the book. From there, he wakes up in the middle of the night and he, um, sneaks into his father's locked office. He steals the key, gets into the office, and then there's a big file cabinet with a pin pad. And so on the pin pad, we yes. have options to choose.
0: So that's over here. <laughs> we did photo and now pin pads way down the list for us.
1: Um, so (laughs) yeah. So from there, um, we selected, uh, pack.
0: So, uh, so when we eventually got there, we also selected packs versus toy, right?
1: Wait, wait. I don't know if that's quite the point yet. This isn't from that decision tree yet. So basically what happens after that is he wakes up, he's still frustrated about the game, Mm. something breaks and then he, and then he's talking to the computer because something's trying to control him. And he asks "What's go? who's going on, and then we choose to put something on screen. Pack is what we put on the screen.
0: Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So it was pack or the symbol. Yeah. And the symbol is like a vertical line on top of a horizontal line. And, and then, then two lines. the edges down. of those. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, it's down. a fork. Yeah. 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 And Almost looks like an upside down tuning fork, mm-hmm. I guess. And we had noticed that symbol pop up. All over the place. Everywhere, yeah. All even, over the place. Even his house, yes. right? Yeah. The back windows were shaped in a way that the negative space of his house and the bricks was this symbol. Mm-hmm. And I guess even the way bricks are layered themselves would be that symbol. Yeah, yeah,
1: we, I mean? yeah we, we saw it all over the place. Yeah. And then it, until they put it in my face that it was a, a decision tree. Yeah. It, like, the moment that they did that, it blew my mind. I, I didn't see it coming. I like, I was completely like, yeah. yeah. Like just like how, like you break it down Mm -hmm. and you have like one, like one path leads to two decisions. Again. Yeah. It referencing itself. Yes. And it was nuts. Yeah. And like the way that everything folds in on itself, almost like, like the dying of a, of a star was just like, it was so impactful for me. So from there, um, did you pick packs? Oh, you said you did. We, we picked pack. It pops up on the screen. Yeah, yeah. Um, we and picked, then we picked the symbol, yes, so um, so he throws t over the computer, or we he has the it, option it, to do yeah. one of those two things, um, and then it gave i believe it it like soft reset almost, and then it allowed us to choose the the symbol we chose oh, the symbol as okay. well, and then the father comes in, and you have the option to either kill him or back off, yes, and then. We chose back off.
0: Oh, I was wondering what would happen. We chose kill him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so we chose back off.
0: I like the violence. And,
1: and it resets.
0: Oh. Okay. It resets. So you have to kill him.
1: And then so, but it resets further back. This is another one of those things where I said where it goes further back into the story. Yeah. So it reset and we went all the way back to choosing between picking up the book and picking up the photo. Okay. So, we, so the second time, obviously, we picked up the photo. Right. Um, and then from there, this was the first instance of us getting into the room to look at the lock. Or, so,
0: did you end up killing the dad?
1: Um, later down the line, we didn't have the option to choose anything else. Okay. So, um, we entered in, we had two options to either enter in PAX or, um, Toy. or no. So, toys later down the line for us. Oh. Because we chose other things, PAX, the other spelling, P A X S. Was an option for us because Pax is one of the characters from Bandersnatch. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like the, so, the so we entered yeah. Pax's uh, processing control, um, and when he opens it up, there's a bunch of information about how basically his whole life has been a lie. Like even down to his mother dying. Like everything has been controlled and, and then set aside ahead of time.
0: Him on the set. Yes, that they're using to film the movie. Yes, <laughs> I was like, what. Yeah, that's wild. It was super interesting. Yeah, um, very, very meta, like almost meta-meta. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then from
1: there, we aren't on that path. You're not given the option to not kill him because okay. we've already chosen to back off once. So he chooses to go ahead and and kill the dad. He bashes him up with a with a ashtray with an ashtray, and from there, after he's done killing the dad, he buries him.
0: Yeah, we picked that. Yes.
1: And then there's a scene where it kind of, it shows like these like flashback scenes in order for you to attempt to get in contact with and kill the therapist.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yes. And so, unfortunately, we failed. So, we, so it flashes all these different things and there's different numbers being said and we put the numbers in in the wrong order. We got all the numbers right, but in the wrong order. Two, zero,
0: two, zero, five, four, one. Yes, (laughs) Yes.
1: <laughs> so the we got na- that right. Yeah. So we put two, five, zero, four, one ah. by accident. And so from there,
0: and that's the he- only decision that like, is that complicated? Yes. Usually it's just left or right.
1: Yes. And so then from there he gets caught because there's a dog that, that digs up the dead, the dad's dead body. And then, um, from there it goes to another, another hard reset, uh, and I believe you get like a, like a well, did you three... get that was an ending, right? He goes, he yeah, he goes, he goes to an to ending. Jail? It's it's like a three out of five, um, because it's, it's still incomplete or there's like sections of it that are broken, but the parts that do work are still good.
0: So we, after we buried the body, we had the option to whether or not he would get the game in on time. Mm-hmm. And then Colin's girlfriend showed up and he told her he had no idea where Colin was. And then his review came out. And it was a stunning review for the game, and then it went to jail. <laughs> and it was like drawing the symbols, carving the yeah. decision tree on the wall, and then we got the reset.
1: Yeah. So, like I said, the review was subpar, and I think we might have also gotten contacted by by Colin's significant other as well. And it ends the same way with him drawing the drawing the the symbol, yeah. and then from there, our yeah. reset goes all the way back to the computer, and who's there?
0: Oh. Our reset went to Barry or Chop up his dad, and we chose to chop we, uh, to how I phrased it exactly was Chop Pop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is so interesting.
0: Yes, and then from there, it went to credits.
1: So this, that was a hard ending? Yeah. Is that the end of your notes?
0: No, no, no. Because, yes, yeah, so that was the one... This one was weird, and I don't know if you got this one. I didn't. But, so, it goes into credits, and and the review is... That's the one where the review is great. So, you know, mm-hmm. he's done. He's good. He got his stuff. And then it flashes... like During the credits, it, it flashes forward. Mm-hmm. While, so, it'll be like, black screen, name, forward, video. And so, it flashes forward to 2018, and... The game was pulled off the shelf during the 80s Mm -hmm. because he murdered his dad. His dad, right? And now somebody is resurrecting the game, and it turns out the person resurrecting the game is Colin's daughter in 2018, and she works for Netflix, right? That was what was going on?
2: I think so.
0: So she's developing the Mm -hmm. story, and so it shows her now on a computer developing the story and weird stuff starts happening to her wow it dude that was weird i you didn't get that one at all
1: no so
0: that's nuts
1: so i have so i have one here so after i failed to get the therapist um it resets i go all the way back to the computer and him asking who's there uh so we were given the option to answer netflix yes so we answered netflix which was super and weird it was but it was so b movie and so cheesy and so awesome and i loved every minute of it we chose to tell him more both times so we just kept explaining what the hell netflix is to someone in the 80s who has no idea what it is yeah, we and then that so we time. go to the therapist and he's like trying to explain what netflix is to the therapist and then so we chose the fuck yeah answer. Yeah, so do we. And, yeah. and, and then so they get into this huge, like, action Street style fight. Fighter. And then, like, they fight. And then the dad comes in and also starts fighting. And so we fight the dad. And then it asked if we wanted to kick him in the balls. And we kicked him in the balls. So did we.
0: Yeah. yeah. We're on the same path here.
1: And then, <laughs> and then for us, it reset.
0: It, yeah. Ends, and it goes back to whether or not you want to get the rabbit. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, so we chose to get the rabbit. As did we. And then uh, we entered... Oh, no, wait. So, it goes
0: back to Get Rabbit. I think we chose Get Book. Gets Book.
2: Well, right. Because it gives you the option to get the rabbit. So you choose to get rabbit. And then it takes you back...
0: To the yeah. photos? I yes. Think so. Oh, so, okay. So, so, yeah, so then we get the book.
1: So ours, chose, so ours was we could choose that or Get Rabbit from Dad. We chose Get Rabbit from Dad. And then it took us back to his office. Yes. Yeah. And then from there, that was where we were given the option to enter in Toy... So we entered uh, in toy. We did packs at this point. Yeah. So we entered in toy and then from there
0: goes back to, so
1: it goes back in time
0: to decision whether or not you want to get on the train.
1: Yes. But he is, but his dad gives him the rabbit back. Yeah. So he has the rabbit.
0: Yeah. We chose. Yes. Yeah. So when we eventually got there, we did the same thing.
1: Yes. So yeah, uh, this was the, this was the hard ending for us. We chose yes. And he, uh, and uh, basically what ends up happening from what I was able to tell, is that none of that was actually happening, that this was all in his imagination as far as the him going back in time and being a child again, but he dies in his sleep at the therapist's office. Yeah, And I felt like I was pretty emotional at this point because it was very similar to me to one of my favorite sci-fi properties in general, which is a, it's an album that was done. It's a rock opera by a band called Ludo called Broken Bride. And it ends in a very similar way where you have the option to, even though you know it, the end result by choosing to go is going to kill you, you have the option to choose to do it. Um, I would highly suggest to listen to the album. It's, it's worth about 30 minutes of your time. I would say highly recommended If you can get it on Spotify, Apple music, what have you check it out. It's definitely worth the listen, listen to it. It's in, in its entirety in the proper order. Um, it's an excellent album, but That was the end. That's, that's as far uh, everything that I've seen for Bandersnatch up to this point is that end point.
0: Yeah. So then it ends and for us. It ended on a small TV with credits rolling on the TV. Yes. Yeah. And then it goes to his bus ride and then it's all dial up. You didn't, that didn't happen for you.
1: I don't remember if that happened or not.
0: Yeah. So then it's like him on the bus again, but it's instead of music, it's just like the sound of dial up. That like, is that, you
2: nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like I was back on my old computer trying to load Windows ninety six. <laughs> <laughs> you don't load Windows ninety six. <laughs> yep. So Technology.
1: I like. So I. Uh, I was at a crossroads at that point because I wanted to it was 1130 at night and I wanted to sit there and, and rewatch it as I would have had to have started it from the beginning. And I wanted to rewatch and watch for every ending, but I wanted to have this conversation and I wanted there to be some shock as far as like the discussion. Cause like, I feel like that went back and forth because there were some sections where we chose to go one way and you chose to go another. Yeah. And I feel like that was, that's definitely worthwhile as far as the conversation is concerned.
0: I feel like ours was probably longer because it took us, Like we we went to all the same points you did, yes. But we got there in roundabout ways, yeah. And then we got that other ending that I guess you didn't get, Mm -hmm. which I'm just gonna have to show you. (laughs) Yes, like I said, I I
1: definitely I my one gripe about this whole process is that there isn't a chapter system. There should be a chapter system. So if you want to go back and pick up where you left off. Uh, Or at a logical point, you should have the option to dig in and do so. It does not give anything, at least as far as I could tell on first watching, to be able to do that. And I felt like that was an unfortunate misstep. But overall, the experience was incredible. I felt like the writing was incredibly solid. uh, That everything had a purpose and everything had a place. It gave me the same creeps, chills, and like aha moments that you get from a typical episode of Black Mirror. And I, like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed it. If they do more of this stuff, I'm in night one every time I'm ready to do this again. How did you feel about the end result when you were finished watching?
0: Initially, the idea I thought was fantastic, right? And when we started watching it, I was obviously into it. And we turned it off, I guess, halfway, depending on how you look at the halfway mark. Mm-hmm. And so during the time before I picked it back up, I thought a lot about it. And I thought to myself, like, how do you review something like this? Like mm-hmm. that question came into mind because every experience is going to be different. So the movie you watched is different than the movie I watched, even though it hits similar, very similar beats. We didn't have the same film experience, mm-hmm. you know? So from a critic standpoint, how do you review that was one of the questions I, I thought of. And then another thing I thought of too, in this downtime, was that this could be something that could be released in theaters because if they would develop a system, like even on your arm, mm-hmm. that you know, your armchair that just had an A and a B and a little something popped up, the audience voted and whatever got more, that was the decision would be super cool. And I think would be an interesting study on like groupthink and, yeah. that, and yeah. that sort of thing. Um, and so those kind of questions came into my mind. After finishing it completely, my views about it changed a little bit. I was in awe at the beginning and less so at the end because although great idea, I don't think it's there yet because like we said, you make decisions, quote unquote, but you end up getting looped back to it to make the other decision anyway. Mm -hmm. And so you don't really have a choice. But then at the same time, I was thinking about that later, and I was like, well, that's the point of the movie. Yeah. Is that you don't have a choice. Yes. And so I didn't know if it was because they needed it to go a certain way or if they were just reiterating pack. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so that tripped me out even more. Mm -hmm. And there was a few things that came up like that where I was like, is this on purpose? And you were saying it must have been. And yeah, so – I got a little bit exhausted
2: yeah.
0: on one viewing going back and doing so many iterations. Mm-hmm. And so it fell short for me there.
1: Yeah. And so
0: did you have the same, like, I don't know. What was your opinion of it? Cause you're not as cynical. <laughs> <on a desk>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, after watching and trying to figure out the whole story, it was emotionally exhausting. And, you know, exactly what you're talking about. The idea that you have no choice, that ultimately the story is laid out. It's just how you get there is different depending on your, on your viewing experience. But I actually really appreciated this movie and I really liked what they did with it. One of the things that I really like about the Black Mirror, I guess, can you call it a series?
1: Yeah, it, it's it's an anthology series. Yeah. yeah,
2: one of the things that I really like about what Black Mirror does is that they give you something that's really great uh, to consume, but at the same time, they always offer something for you to think about as a consumer, as someone as someone who um, you know is consuming things through technology. They always prevent they always present something to to make you think about the ethical consequences of your consumption. Mm -hmm. And so I really appreciated what Bandersnatch did when they present this idea of control and paranoia and what ethical responsibility does someone have when they are in that extreme control, when they're in that position of power to have so like supreme a power over someone else. And you watch as that unfolds. And so I really appreciated how the movie kind of slowly seduces you into thinking like, oh, these decisions are fun. Like, you choose what cereal he has and then you choose what music you want to listen to through this character. And it kind of unravels and unfolds from there. And you do have those moments where you are aware. You know, you talked about how um, when you when he's going to pull his earlobe mm-hmm. and he stops himself because he's aware that, wait a minute, I'm not in control, and how terrifying is that? And you as a viewer, it makes you uncomfortable. Like, wait a minute. And then as you get to some of those darker decisions, like where he's going to kill his dad, yeah. you know? And whether he buries his dad or whether he chops up his dad, I think is unsettling.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And ultimately, you, you have to make that decision. Like, when we were choosing between burying or chopping his dad, I asked Anthony, well, Great why options. did you... Why did you choose, you know, to chop? I mean, other than to find out what happens. And he was like, well, it was, I wanted to see how dark it got. I mean, I think was more or less your answer. If not, Mm -hmm. I mean, not verbatim, obviously, but. Could have been. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But Checks out. That's on brand. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I really appreciated what commentary, what social commentary. I think that can
0: be said about. Almost every episode of black yes, Mirror, yeah, White. Like, yes, definitely. Of
1: black like said, I think that that's a that's a
0: uh, kind of like that old series. It's like black and white. <laughs> Come on, dog! Yeah, no weird. We know one? you're talking about Twilight Zone. Oh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> but
1: I feel like, like we talked about this in our Twilight Zone episode. Twilight Zone, in a lot of ways, you would get a happy ending. Not always. Not always, no. But you would occasionally get a happy ending, and you don't get that with Black Mirror. Or
0: an ending that was just an ending. Yes. It it was a neutral ending, where it wasn't necessarily happy or unhappy. It just was over. Yes, And I feel like, like you were
1: saying, everything with Black Mirror is about some type of social commentary. It's about us as a society in some way. It's holding a mirror to society and saying, this is how ugly you are. This is the terrible things that you do. Even if it's on an extreme case scenario, yeah. Yeah. these are the things that we do on a daily basis that are destroying us from the inside.
0: And – I don't think there's any ending that you get where somebody doesn't die. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's very unhappy. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it's – uh, like I said, for me, I guess that I'm – I have a small bias because, like I said, I grew up on the choose-your-own-adventure style mm-hmm. book that was something that I yeah. really enjoyed doing. So the concept of that hard reset be like, "Oh no, no, no. I had my finger on the page still. I want to choose the other thing." That was what that felt like to me. And every time we reset and did another thing or I got another opportunity to make a different decision, it was like a little a little hit of dopamine. Like I <laughs> like it was just like every time like there was like a positive response for me to move yeah. on to the next step and see where the story leads. Like I said, that was part of the reason why I almost started it over again from the beginning in that same sitting, because I wanted to know, I wanted to know what the rest of the things were. Like I would like, if I hadn't had like some semblance of self-control at that moment, I would have stayed up for three or four hours watching that one episode <laughs> of black mirror. And I feel like, like I said, it's, you're going to have different reactions one way or the other. And like yeah. I said, I feel like you, After watching it and after getting to sit on it for a little while, I feel like you've circled back to it a little bit. I do think, like I said, it might be better later down the line if they have more options, if they give you like a third choice, or if
0: they give you some different ways you can go. Um, Well, it's hard for me, too, because... And again, it takes from the theme of the movie itself, but (laughs) it felt like... I had to ask myself, am I watching a movie or am I playing a game? Yes. And as like, as much as you don't want that watching a movie, part of this movie in particular is that it is about games. Yes. So like you were saying, everything folds back in on itself and it's, it's brilliant, but at the same time, it's so frustrating. Yes. (laughs) But I mean, I feel like that
1: could be, that could be a descriptor for black mirror as a whole everything is so amazing and so well written and so poignant but it's so frustrating because you know that in some way it's also true yeah oh yeah and that's like, that's the part that that's the part that's hardest to watch like i said for something like twilight zone I can sit and I can watch a bunch of episodes of Twilight Zone back to back to back to back. For Black Mirror, there are times where I'll watch an episode or even just part of an episode, and I have to walk away. Yeah, you'll be done because it's like I feel like I have exhausted every fiber of my being. When people tell into me they binge watch it, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> why? I'm, yeah, like, like, <laughs> like, 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 do we need to find you some like medication? Are you okay? <laughs> like, do we need to call a therapist? Like, like if you do that, like it's it's masochism. And I and like I said, and I if you are one of those people out in the audience that does that, this is all completely in jest. Enjoy watching things the oh, way that you to love you. to. Go, yeah, yeah <laughs> watch things the way you want to. Um, I know that there are some people who have trouble with even things that are a little lighter than that. Like um, I have a friend who who, who struggles to watch uh, the anime Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Watch more than one episode in a sitting because there's. Big emotional consequences in every episode, and there's always these dark spins on things and I was the kind of person who was like I couldn't put that series down. I watched it like start to finish in like four days, yeah, but I understand that like like I said, for me, Black Mirror is too emotional experience for me for me to sit and watch more than one, maybe two episodes in a row before I'm just spent.
0: Yeah, Yeah. or you're not getting off the couch for a while. (laughs) Yeah,
1: just sitting there staring at a wall or the ceiling, just like, can I change this in me? Is there anything I could do to fix this thing that now Black Mirror has shown me is a problem that I have?
0: (laughs) I think overall, I enjoyed the experience. I would have liked, and I might still do it, because if you don't pick anything, the movie just plays. Mm -hmm. And so I might do that. Because another part of it for me that pulled me out was that I wanted to get more immersed. Because... The episodes are so immersive. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I remember the first time I watched the thing—is it fifteen million merits or whatever? Uh-huh. The bicycle one. Yes. And I was in that world, and I, you know, and a lot of the episodes are like that where you forget even where you're You're just in that because it's so close to our world, but just tweaked. And for this one, I felt too far out because I had to make the decisions. I guess. Yes. If that makes sense. And so I want to sit down and maybe just watch it and Mm -hmm. not touch anything and let it play out. And and then that too, I guess, was another complaint I had is that they did the best they could with this idea. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the decision, like downtime, was a little awkward. Mm -hmm. Where it was like, well, do you want this cereal or do you want this cereal? And then it shows Stefan just staring for 10 seconds until you pick something. Yeah, and, and so... You know what I mean? And they, I think they could adjust it so that if you pick something, it does it. Mm-hmm. You know? Instead of waiting for the 10 seconds to... And I guess that's not that long. Like, saying it sounds real millennial. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, what I noticed in those downtimes was sometimes me thinking about or, you know, commiserating over a, over a decision I had to make, um, is that me thinking about it, I would ignore dialogue. The moment yeah. you're describing where he's choosing between the cereals, his dad is talking that whole time, and I couldn't tell you what he was saying.
0: Yeah. and So that's, that's, a, that's a problem Yes, it the is, format.
1: Yes. But typically, they're not things that are super important to the plot. Right. But it's still a thing. It's still there. This is, this is a diamond in the rough. Yeah. Like I said, there are an immense amount of great qualities about this style of watching television. It's not something that I would do every time. I don't want there to be... A weekly release of this. No. That would be frustrating.
0: I think as a, the Netflix's first adult like jump into this style of storytelling. Because it's not the first time they've done this. Yes. It's the first time they've done it for adults. Yes. I think that they did a pretty damn good job. They laid down and great if, foundations. Yeah. If this is the beginning, I can only imagine where it's going to go from here if they continue to do this. Yeah, if I, I could- know they had two kids Mm-hmm. Programs that were similar to this. Yes,
1: if I could get like, even if it was an annual thing, yeah, I would be 100% down for that. But
0: I wouldn't take this in replace for just another season of Black <laughs> Yes, agreed. But yeah, I mean overall, I would say mm, I'd probably give it like a seven and a half, eight, and a ten if I had to quantify it.
1: Like I said, I'm. I'm leaning, (laughs) leaning harder towards that, that eight and a half, nine territory. I like, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I said, I,
0: I mean, the acting is good. Yes. The direction's good. The writing, they kept Charlie Brooker doing everything, which I think is great that he's been a part of it since its inception. Mm -hmm. And I don't want him to leave the show ever. Yes. And I
1: mean, you say that now, but I mean, also look at, look at how things went for some of the sections of Dr. Who. They had they had Stephen Moffat on there for too long, <laughs> and uh, he ran out of ideas. And it's yeah. like you, if you have someone showrunning and being involved with all the writing for too long, it can cause problems.
0: I mean, he's – I've loved everything. Like mm. the only episode of Black Mirror that I don't love is the very first episode.
2: Oh, it's unsettling. <laughs> that, I mean, that's the main thing is that it's just so It's unsettling. so weird. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, that's – I mean, like I said, that's – it. Starts it off on the right note for what you're about to embark on. Oh, absolutely! Um,
0: Sometimes you just gotta have sex with a pig. No,
2: you don't.
1: <laughs> that it, it's oh, it's
0: so gross. <laughs> but if you had to put a number on it, what would you
2: on the pig episode? Yes, definitely the pig episode. <laughs> <laughs> obviously a ten out of ten. <laughs>
0: on the on banter,
2: um, I think I'm. I'm more in John's camp on that one. I I agree that they did the best with it that they could. I mean, there were definitely a handful of problems with it. And I guess the the soft side of me, which is so much of me really wanted there to be a happy ending. <laughs> like I just wanted there Black to be Mirror. an option.
0: Black Mirror might as well be synonymous where, with like Stefan unhappy. was yeah.
2: successful and like maybe in his future he was happy and like working on his depression and working through his problems no, and his dad's even... not dead. But I know, I know that that's not the point, but I just, I wanted there to be an option in this universe for Stefan to be happy. Mm-hmm. And that just—I mean—that wasn't what they wasn't wanted. In the that cards. wasn't in the cards.
0: I mean, we don't know if he was unhappy in jail.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure scrawling a a, a a symbol millions of times. I'm pretty sure that that's unhappy.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's pretty obsessive. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least he has something to fill his time with, right? Yeah. You know? I, I on mean, the bricks, I yeah. mean,
1: all work and no play. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. I mean, that's probably.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that. that See, I think that 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 like I said, there's there are gonna be endings that we didn't get that we didn't cover that we didn't talk about, uh, little decisions that we didn't talk about. Obviously, your viewing situation could be completely different than ours. Um, But yeah, if if you want to discuss this further, uh, you can find us uh, on Instagram at Words for Weirdos, or you can email us at uh, wordsforweirdos uh, at gmail dot com. Uh, and we'd be happy to discuss this further. Like I said, it was a really interesting watch. And I hope they do more things similar to this. It just doesn't need to be something they rush out the door and push in our face all the time.
0: No, I'm glad that they take the time. And that's probably one of my favorite things about Netflix. Mm-hmm. is like they let the shows or the movies or whatever take the time they need to get where they need to be. Which is why we haven't got stranger things in over a year. Yeah. But it's coming. Yeah. You know. So, we'll see we'll see that soon. Um but yeah, so on that note, um if you're feeling squirrely, go ahead and rate review, share and subscribe. And as always, thank you for listening.
1: Thanks for joining us, Amanda.
2: Oh, my pleasure. It was awesome, guys. Thanks.
0: <laughs> Anytime.
1: Peace. A Hyperforge Alpha
3: Network Production.